Hello and welcome to Just Jets episode number 147. What is going on? I am Matt O'Leary, going to be hanging out with you here for the next little bit. I am excited to get into the playoff picture. Unfortunately, after a tough loss, we're going to talk about Robert Sala's bold claim. Kind of a bold claim, but I like it. And we'll get into your voicemails. But before all of that, tis the season for clean balls. La 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 la. La 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 la. Our friends at Manscaped are here helping you to clean your driveway for safe travels this holiday season from stocking stuffers to white elephants. Manscaped's products are at the top of every wish list. Grab some crop mops for your pops or the body buffer for the holiday lover. Win this year's white elephant gift and help all the men in your life go from eggnog to hey. Nice hog this December by going to manscaped.com. Use my promo code JETS20 for 20% off and free shipping. You could pick yourself up something nice. Highly, highly, highly recommend. Please make sure to check it out. All right. So let's get into the episode today. Uh, unfortunately, the New York Jets were unable to come away with the victory against the Buffalo Bills. They played a tight one. And look, man, again, gutsy performance from our from our guy, uh, Mike White over here, getting knocked out of the game twice and being able to come back in and perform at the level in which he did is truly nothing short of impressive. Um, They came very, very close, but uh, unfortunately unable to pull it off. Now they sit at seven and six, but very much still alive in the playoff mix, which that's what we're going to do today. We're going to go through teams that the judge should be watching very, very, very closely going forward. And uh, obviously we know the jet schedule. And then we're going to talk about the Robert Sala uh, quote about the Buffalo Bills. The New York Jets, as we know, have games against the Lions at home. Then you have the Jaguars at home. Then you have Seattle and the Miami Dolphins to close out the season. So those are your four games. You win all four, you're in pretty good shape. You could maybe afford to lose one, and we'll go through the different scenarios right now for you guys. So let's take a look at the Miami Dolphins, who are a team that the New York Jets are chasing. They have a very difficult remaining schedule. They have the Buffalo Bills the Green Bay Packers, the Patriots, and the Jets. That's a very tough three games for a team that's lost back-to-back games. They lost two games in a row and now are a warm-weather team that is going to have to travel to Buffalo on Saturday night in the freezing cold in Buffalo. It's going to be in the 20s, upstate New York. Good luck. Packers, they should be able to take care of business there. Patriots, they do pretty well against the Patriots, but... And then the Jets at the end of the season there. That's a tough four games. Can they go two and two to get to ten and seven? I think that's probably your most likely scenario. I think they go they win two of those games. Um and I'll, I'll say probably against the Packers and Pats would be the two. Um, and then that would put the Jets um if they win out, if the Jets win out ahead of them. So that's obviously what you want. But Dolphins, very challenging four games. The Chargers, who have now leapfrogged the Jets and are kind of hot, they have a... The end isn't isn't really all that much to write home about, but the next couple games might be sneaky tough. So the Chargers have the Tennessee Titans this week. You got to root like hell for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, They are a, a solid, solid team. And what do we know about the Tennessee Titans? Yes, they're struggling right now, but... They love to run the football. And what the Los Angeles Chargers can't do is stop the run. They are abysmal against the run. 
So Derrick Henry, I think, runs wild, and I think the Titans win that one. Colts, Chargers, look, the Chargers are a much better team than the Colts. But could the Colts be a sneaky matchup for them? Absolutely. As we just said, they cannot stop the run. Jonathan Taylor uh, and that Colts running game, they're kind of frisky. They kind of hang around. Got to root hard for them. And then they close against the Rams and the Broncos. They should handle business against both the Rams and the Broncos. So that would be two more wins, which would get them to nine. If they go three and one, that's 10 and seven. I don't think they're going four and oh, but if they go four and oh, hey, great. Good for them, I guess. That gets them to 11 and six. Really, I'm, I'm hoping they lose the next two weeks to the Titans and the Colts. Uh, and then that would drop them to eight losses on the year, which would make it pretty challenging, I think, to make the playoffs in the AFC um, at that point. As for the Patriots, they kind of have a sneaky tough schedule to the rest of the way. They got the Raiders, the Bengals, the Dolphins, and the Bills. So, honestly, like, the Bills at the end of the year are probably playing for playoff seeding, I would imagine. That is a very interesting matchup that I think we should keep an eye on uh, the final week of the year because the Bills looked really good against New England when they played them a couple weeks ago, and sure, maybe Buffalo is resting starters, but I don't think that's going to be the case. Right now, they are the one seed, um, and the Chiefs are the two, but they have the same record. Yes, they have the tiebreaker, but... They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to continue to win games because you don't want to potentially fall behind there and risk not having the buy and not having home field advantage. So uh, I'm not necessarily worried about that one. The Miami usually handles the Pats pretty well. The Bengals are on fire, um, and the Raiders are. I don't know what to think of them. Uh, so the, the Pats could very end up. Well, they're seven and six in a playoff spot. They could lose the next four and go seven and ten. Um, I think probably they go eight and nine would be my guess. They get one of their next four. Um, I that that schedule is a gauntlet at the end. I'm not lo- necessarily looking at them as a major threat uh, for the New York Jets playoff hopes. But keep in mind they have the tiebreaker because they beat the Jets twice, so they cannot finish with the same record. That would be really bad. Two other th- those are the main three that you have to worry about in the wild card race, right? But there's two others that I think are worthwhile to talk about, and that's the two teams in the AFC North and the Bengals and the Ravens. So the Bengals have the Bucks, Pats, Bills, and Ravens left. Three and one gets them to 12 and five. I think that's absolute worst case scenario for them. They very well could win out those games. They are on fire right now. They are a force to be reckoned with. I think they take care of business in three of those four. I'll say they lose to the Bills as their one loss. The Ravens don't know if Lamar Jackson is going to be good to go this week. They don't know yet. They are playing the Browns, so that's they could still maybe win with their backup in that game. But they got the the Browns, the Falcons, the Steelers, and the Bengals. That Ravens-Bengals game could very well mean something. So if they go two and two, that gets into eleven and six. But they have the tiebreaker with the Jets, so even if the Jets win out, they can't surpass them. So I think you're really rooting for a fall off a cliff for the Ravens and the Bengals, who, yes, they're a wild card team right now. They're the five seed at nine and four. I think they are pretty likely to end up finishing at top at the top of the division, honestly. But it's going to be a fight. And this is what we asked for, right? Didn't you want meaningful December games? And right now, yes, they're not in a playoff spot, but 
they are in the driver's seat to put themselves back in that spot. They have the Lions. The next three weeks, you have the Lions, you have the Jaguars, and you have the Seahawks. The Lions and the Jaguars have played significantly better football over the last few weeks. But Detroit is a dome team that is going to have to travel and play outside in the elements in the Northeast in December. I know they beat the Giants, but the Giants' defense isn't the same caliber of defense that the Jets have. The Jets are a top-five defense going up against, the, yes, a very, very good offense, but that's a very different team inside the Dome at home and on the road. Totally different team. So I don't. So while yes, they are on fire. I think the Jets should handle business and handle business relatively comfortably. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but twenty four seventeen, something like that. I, I think they should absolutely be able to hold Jared Goff and the Lions under twenty points, and I think they'll do enough offensively to score more than twenty against one of the worst defenses in the entire league. Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence is on a absolute heater right now. He's starting to put it all together. He's starting to figure it out. And that team is very, very frisky. But again, that's a Florida team having to come up to the Northeast to play a December game outside. And they are an abysmal, abysmal, abysmal defense. I'll take my chances. I think the Jets offense should be able to do fine in those games. On the road against Seattle... Is Seattle a tough place to play? Yes. Do they look like the same team they were earlier in the season? No. Geno's starting to turn the ball over a little bit. He's been a fun story, um, and he's been really, you know, for most of the year, really, really good. But he's starting to turn it over a little bit. That team doesn't look the same, and their defense is atrocious. The Jets should run the ball 100 times in that game. The Seattle Seahawks could not stop the run if their life depended on it. That is the Bam Knight game. I, I, I think that's the recipe. Have, you know, Mike White throw 20, 25 times in that game, and I would run the ball right down their throats. The Panthers just beat them in their own building. So the New York Jets should be able to handle business there. And then we very well could be on our way to a win-and-in scenario in week week 18 against the Miami Dolphins. Jets beat them already. Obviously, that was without Tua, um, although Tua struggled the last couple of weeks. But I, I, I would like the Jets' chances. I think they could hang with anybody right now in the NFL. Um, they went down to the wire with two of the best teams in the league. They lost two in a row, yes, which really sucks. It's it's a pain. But you went right down to the wire against the number one seed in the AFC and the number two seed in the NFC in their own building. It, this, this team's pretty good. I remember before the year, we were all saying, oh, you know, you got to get the meaningful December football. And I would be pissed if the Jets missed the playoffs now because our expectations change. But this is exactly what we signed up for. It's going to be a fun final four weeks of the year. I think the Jets are up for the test. And apparently so does Robert Sala, which is a perfect transition to what we can get into right now. After the game against the Buffalo Bills, he says, I I think we're going to see him again. And he might be right. <laughs> they, they, there's a very real chance that, that that could happen, especially if the Chiefs find their way to the one seed and the Bills find themselves as a two and the Jets find themselves as a seven. They could, that could be a wild card weekend matchup or even not. But if that's a, a divisional round or something like that's on the table. And I like that from Salah. He is very, very confident in his team. He is very confident in his defense and, and he should be. 
That defense gave Josh Allen fits in that game. Fits. The Jets lost because of a couple of fumbles. One from Joe Flacco, who should have never been in the game. And two, a fumble from Michael Carter. We'll get into both of those guys a little bit more later, I think, in this episode. But that's why you lost the game. Again, you just hung, you hung tough with the Vikings and the Bills in their own building. And tell me you can't beat the Lions at home, the Jaguars at home, Seattle on the road. Those are not the gauntlet teams of the NFL. They're good. They're improving, especially teams like the Lions and the Jaguars. But it's you got to take care of business. And I think the Jets are able to do that. Before we get into your voicemails, we want to talk about Mojo, the NFL stock exchange. They also have college football players, too, if you're interested. Garrett Wilson is up yet again this week. He is up at 1551 right now on Mojo. He is coming for Kenneth Walker's ass right now uh, for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Kenneth Walker missed the week. He's banged up. Garrett Wilson week after week after week is putting up big numbers. Tredavious White is one of the best corners in football. And Garrett Wilson made him look silly multiple times this past week. Yeah, six catches on seven targets and what, like 74 yards? I'll pull it up right now. Um, I don't remember the exact number off the top of my head, how many yards it was. 78 yards. Six catches for 78 yards. He was very, very good again. And by the way, if you want to go his production over the last six weeks, in his last six games... Let's say one, two, three, four, five, six. Last six games, Gary Wilson has 554 yards on 35 catches, which would be a pace of 99 catches and 1,570 yards. The guy is an absolute stud. Get in on him while you can. With that, let's get to the voicemails. All right, first up, we're going to go to Neil calling in from Long Island. He wants to talk Strebler and potentially using him as a Taysom Hill player. Okay, I like this idea. This is Neil from Long Island. 54-year Jet fan, 1968 Oakland Raider, New York Jet, participant, Shea Stadium. Good for you, Eight man. years old, never missed a snap since. Um, I, I want to make a recommendation to bring up Chris Traveler to use him in a similar way that New Orleans uses uh, their guy. I forget his name. Taysom Hill. Um, I suggested that to Bart Scott. He said we'd have to bring up an extra player and have to send somebody down. I recommended sending down uh, Flacco. uh, Joe Flacco. We don't need him as a number two. Graveler could move the ball just as well, if not better. If you look at his YouTube at Winnipeg, he was an animal running the ball, and it would be a major upgrade in getting the Jets into the end zone and the red zone. Since Mike White is a little bit delicate and doesn't like running inside the five. That's my suggestion of the year, and I want that information to get to Matt LaFleur before he (laughs) screws up another game. Take care. I love it. Uh, that's a good, I honestly, I like that idea. I might, I might now 
Do you have him activated as quarterback too, or do you also have Zach Wilson activated as the backup? I think that is a fair question to have, but I agree. I think he would be interesting in a package, which is why when they elevated him to from the practice squad to the regular roster right before the Patriots game, I was going, holy hell, they're going to do it. They're going to make him look like Taysom Hill or Colin Kaepernick before he started games for San Francisco and Alex Smith was still the starter. There was a package for Colin Kaepernick. Um, Tim Tebow, uh, that didn't work with the Jets last time. We don't have to talk about that, but I like it. I think that is uh, that is definitely a unique way. And they need to run more. They do. So um, I think that would be a way to do that. And he looked good in the preseason, too, in addition to um, you know what he was looking like uh, in his CFL days. So I am in on it. I'm in. Let's go to Eric calling in from Belgium. He wants to talk about Mike White. And just how he's continued to improve. Let's do it. Hey, Matt. Terry from Belgium. Uh, man, listen. I don't know what you think, but I uh, I think Mike White's pretty good, man. Um, I'm liking what I see from him more and more. He didn't throw a pick today. He took some real wicked hits and he you know came back. Um, I think we're missing a receiver. I mean, listen. If I, even with Corey Davis, I think. He's always hurt. Maybe we need to address that in the offseason, get a, one other receiver going next to Wilson and keep more in the slot. But, um, man, if, if White doesn't go out for those plays and um, Davis doesn't get hurt and Williams doesn't get hurt, I'm not saying we win the game, but <laughs> I certainly think it maybe went to overtime or, you know, 2017 or it would have been a different game. I mean, we really – we always take it in the ass when it comes to injuries. The teams are finally good and – now we just can't get out of our own way with injuries. It's like, got to pray Quentin Williams comes back and then White's okay. Um, I'm worried about this game against Detroit, man. They've won five straight. <laughs> um, we essentially, I don't care what anyone says mathematically, we're playing for our season next next week. We cannot lose to Detroit. We cannot lose to the Lions. And my question is, who the hell's going to block Aiden Hutchinson? I mean, uh, Rousseau came through. He was getting past the line every single play he was in the backfield. I mean, God, it's just, man, I, I, besides needing another receiver, we certainly need another tackle. Can't depend on Makai Becton, man. Um, oh, God. Um, yeah, and hopefully, where was Michael Clemens, by the way? I didn't see him today. Um he was Hopefully out. Sick. Him and uh, Johnson can become, you know, big time edge pass rushers in the future as well. I'm, I'm really hoping that one of them will be. Um, let me know your thoughts, Go Jets. We must beat Detroit next week. I mean, what do you think? Do you think we win? The, I give me your honest opinion. Do you think we beat the Lions next week? Yes. That's what I want to know. And don't tell me with your heart. Use your head here. I mean, with my heart, would say they win, but I'm a little worried, man. Thanks. Absolutely. I understand the fear. Let me make it a little bit easier on you or ease your tension slightly. Jared Goff, outdoor, in the cold weather. Not great. It hasn't been as good. It has not been the same. I think Will Parkinson had it. I'm going to see if I can pull it up on my phone. Um, if you're not following Will Parkinson on Twitter, you should. Will Pa 11, I believe. 
he ha- I had the numbers, which I want to, I'm stalling until I, I, I'm able to find them because he, he's the one who had it. I want to give him credit. Um, here we go. Very small sample size, but pretty, but pretty boy. This is uh, from Casey Halpern tweets this out. Uh, and, the, and, uh, Will Parkinson quote tweets and says, Robert Sala is also four and zero in his last four games of coaching against golf, but he's struggled in the cold. Sunday is a must win game for the jets. Go after Goff relentlessly. Jared Goff in 35 degrees or colder has scored 18, six, 23 and three points in his career in the four games. He has five turnovers in those four games to one touchdown. One touchdown, five turnovers in four games with 18, 6, 23, and three points scored on his offenses. And let's give credit to this Jets defense. Yes, that offense is really, really good, Alliance. If it was in Detroit, I'd be a little bit more uncomfortable. But outside in the elements, uh, it, it's I'm not there. I'm not at that point. Mike White, I again, I think the biggest thing from him is the resiliency and the guts. Uh, he's played well, but I was most impressed with him getting folded up. The second hit, I thought for sure his all his ribs were broken. He looked like he was folded up like a goddamn taco, and he comes back in the game. How? I have no idea. He's very easy to root for. Um, it, I, it's obvious why the team likes him. Uh, he, he gives it his all. He does. Now he gets hurt. Unfortunately, he's gotten hurt a couple of times now. Um, but man, is that guy gutsy? Let's go to Max up next. Max is calling in from New Jersey. He wants Mike LaFleur fired. All right, let's hear it. Hi, this is Max from Hull, New Jersey. So here's a recap of the game. We should have played better a lot offensively. Especially on that fourth and one. At the end of the game, fourth and one, we kicked the field goal. I was like, why did we kick the field goal? Why not just go from fourth down? We, If we kicked the field goal, we were, like, down eight. Like, why not just, like, go for a touchdown and go for the two-point conversion? I mean, really? Like, why would you kick a field goal when you're in fourth and one territory? I mean, if you got that touchdown, it would be 15. That's a two-point, be 17. That would have been a game. We would have won that game if Maybe. we actually went from fourth down. And also, I feel like Michael Floor should be fired as, an, as offensive coordinator. I think we should get an actual new offensive coordinator because mm. Michael Floor is always, like, playing scared. I saw this tweet, like, that they went through the screen hit on third and 21 because he's too scared of Mike White to get sacked. Like, really? Why not just take shots downfield? What happened to his yeah. creative play calling? He used to be very creative, had, like, a lot of jet sweeps, a lot of this stuff. He used to be like a very creative play caller. Now he's like play play call is scared. I've seen around the NFL that these OCs who do a lot of creative plays want to just be more creative with the play calling. Michael Floor is like Adam Gates level of play calling. What's your thoughts on this? And go Jess. I think that is a salient point, Max from New Jersey. Um, I would fire him right now in season. Uh, in the midst of a playoff push, I think that's the perfect time to make a change like that. Um, some names that just, I, I, I don't know, just that come to mind right now. Uh, I know he just accepted a job as an OC at, what, Florida Street? No, South Carolina. Dowell Loggins, I'd get him on the horn, see what he's up to. Um, 
Uh, Jeremy Bates. I know the last time they found him, he was like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro or something like that, or the con- no, the Continental Coast Trail or whatever it is. Um, get him back as the quarterback coach. Jim Bob Cooter has got to be doing. He can't be doing much right now. Jim Bob. Has anyone heard from Jim Bob Cooter? Where is he? I think that. Where's Jim Bob Cooter? Let's do that. Let's search. Where is Where is he at right now? He's a passing game coordinator from Jacksonville. Maybe. I know now. Hold on. I I, I know that the trade deadline's passed, but can you give up some sort of compensation at this point for a coach for a passing game coordinator? Because if. Jim Bob Cooter's available to trade for an offensive coordinator. I might highly consider doing that right now also. Salient point, Max. I like it. We're going to go to Kane from New Jersey up next. He says it feels like he feels confident that the Jets are in these games with these elite teams and wants to talk about it. Sure. Let's do it. Hey, Matt. This is Kane Smith calling in from Upstate New York. Calling in about 30 minutes after Jets Bills game ended. Oh man, that was a close one. De- definitely stings. Personally, stings for me more because I live in upstate New York, surrounded by a family of major Buffalo Bills fans. And right after the game, my phone starts blowing off the hook with uh, that stinks. Text coming in from my family and friends who are Bills fans, and it's like, oh boy. But I, I look at this game as yes, it was obviously disappointing that we lost. You always want to win, but we went down to the wire with one of the best teams in the league for the second straight week in a row. We took Buffalo down to the wire. We took Minnesota down to the wire. Obviously, like, we can blame injuries, the refs, whatever you want to do. But we fought. We gave them a run for their money. We had a chance. We weren't able to capitalize it, capitalize on it in the end, but we had a chance, and we, we pushed them. This team has been giving me confidence. I've always been such a skeptical fan when it comes to Jets because I've never been able to see enough games of consistently doing good to back it up. I feel a lot more confident after seeing this. I feel now that even though Detroit just went out there and handed a loss to Minnesota, I feel we are going to go and have a massive game against Detroit. And we are really going to show why we are still a top team in the league to contend with. The players... Yes, obviously, like Michael Carter from Bold and Flacco, but like the players, they played their heart and souls out today. It was a sloppy game in terms of weather, but I feel like we're going to come back better than ever, and we know that Mike F. and White is the man, and he can lead us to the promised land. So let's go get in a good week of practice, and let's go show them that why we are the New York Jets and why we are here to stay and compete. Go Jets, man. Peace out. Thank you. I thank you for that confidence boost because uh, unfortunately, I think there are um, too many uh, guys. Thank you, Kate. Um, I very much so appreciate that call in. It's um, one I, I wouldn't hate to be in Buffalo um, and have to hear it from that fan base. And also, number two, yeah, the last two games, it's upsetting that they didn't win. They they held their own against the number one seed in the AFC and the number two seed in the NFC in a one possession game that came right down to the wire both times. Uh, I, I I don't know. I, I'm with you. I don't get the neg- the all the negativity. We're gonna go Liam. To, uh, we're gonna go out to Liam calling in from Staten Island up next. Let's do it. Thank you, Liam. Hey Matt, this is Liam from Staten Island. Man, what an awful two weeks. These have been two awful games, and I'm just 
especially after everything that happened earlier this year, I'm just so disappointed by these two games. You know, if we got blown out, I'd be like, all right, expected. You know, these are two very good teams. We should get blown out. But no, we kept these games competitive. And of course, I had hope for three and a half hours, and then it all comes falling apart at the end. It's just, just rough. And the main thing that stood out to me this week, and I want to get your perspective on it, is the third down performance. Now, third down this week, we were terrible. And this is something that I've experienced. You know, I'm 20 years old, and I have seen this team every single game for about seven years now. And these are our rankings on third down. This year, 29th, then 27th, 31st, 31st, 29th, 24th, and 26th. That is three different head coaches, five different offensive coordinators, and 11 different starting quarterbacks. Why is this team so inept on third down? Why can we not push the ball forward? It just seems like every third down, if it's third and long, we're either running the ball, you know, we're doing the halfback draw, or where it's third and six, we're going to throw a five-yard slant. You know, every single time, it's like textbook for this team, there is no motivation on third down, no big plays, no touchdowns. Nothing happens on third down but disappointment for these New York Jets. I do not understand it. It's just like any other down. Just play the game normally. But on third down, our collective IQ drops 100 points. <laughs> I don't understand it. And it's just killing me about this team. That the little, simple things, like getting a third down conversion is impossible for us. Why can we not just push the ball downfield? I'm just, I'm sick of this team blowing these amazing opportunities, especially when our defense does so well, holds the Bills to only 20 points. The Jets' offense should be able to match that and exceed it and win these games. If the Jets' offense just does their job, just be average, we're a 10 and 2, 10 and 3 football team. I don't see why we can't do it, and I'm hoping that you can enlighten me as to why this team has been so inept on third down. And as always, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. We're going to go kill the Lions next week. I, I promise. I agree with that. Uh, not kill, but I think they win 7 to 10 points. I think they relatively comfortably uh, win this game. I mean, the 24-17 might have been too low. Maybe I'll go 27-17, a 10-point win for the Jets. Um, I wish I had an answer for you. <laughs> I don't know. I love the passion of the call. Uh, you embodied the frustration of a ton of Jet fans, genuinely. But as you said, it's not that it's the same coordinator who's having the problem. It's not that it's the same head coach. It's not that it's the same players. It's not that it's the same quarterback. It's just happening. Inexplicably happening. I don't know. They need cons they need more consistency. I can tell you that much because there are really nice flashes, but it's not consistent enough. I think they need to put themselves in better third down situations. You're right. There's too many times where it's third and long. And the way to do that is not take silly penalties um, and not take sacks. And while Zach Wilson was really bad at taking sacks, like that was a, a very bad issue with him. Mike White's done a better job at not of avoiding sacks and not taking as many sacks. There were maybe two or three times in the game against Buffalo where I thought, man, just get rid of it. Uh, and he held on to it. And like, that's 
how you're going to get yourself killed, especially after taking a couple of shots. Granted, that Buffalo pass rush is good, and that defense is really, really good, but can't take sacks. You got to push the ball forward. You're right. I mean, maybe not, okay, maybe not as much east and west, more north and south. That's the best I got right now. I know it's not a great answer, and maybe it was more of a, a question that we're just supposed to ponder, but I'm stumped, and apparently so are the Jets. Let's go to Nick calling in from D.C. He wants to talk about uh, thoughts on Mike White. Hey, Matt. It's Nick from D.C. I just got to call in something quick. I just have to say this. I've got to stop seeing Jets fans on Twitter acting like wins are a QB stat. Mike White is playing great. If, you, if anyone thinks Mike White is the reason we lost today, then I, I, I don't know how to explain it to you. Apparently, he needs to play receiver, offensive line, and defense. Two. I I don't get it. Stop with the Zach was five and two. He threw for like a buck fifty against the Bills and looked the most game manager a game manager can look. Meanwhile, Mike White's playing with Mike Remmers and half a rib. Come on, give me a break. Go Jets. I you're not gonna get an argument out of me. You're not. Mike White's playing better football right now. He is, and that's why he's gonna continue to start. You're going to continue to start games. Now, I think you can make a case for Zach being quarterback two right now because you're not getting anything out of Joe Flacco, who is just a statue. And it looks like he has not a single gosh darn care in the world back there. Fumbles on one of his four dropbacks that he had in the game. Missed an open guy. Just, he is so frustrating. He is really so frustrating. For the love of God, please don't re-sign him uh, this offseason. They haven't lost the last two games because of Mike White. Now, was he, I mean, obviously against Chicago, that was a, a stellar performance. That was an incredible, incredible performance from Mike White. He hasn't been at those levels. Obviously, he doesn't have a touchdown pass over the last two weeks, but he's been fine. He's been solid. He's played, again, he's played well enough to continue to play. Uh, I'm not looking at that game. The, the only thing that you could pin on him, which you really can't, they lost because he had to leave due to injury twice. The Flacco fumble. And that's not his fault. He got crushed. He was able to come back in the game. It's wild. Absolutely wild. I don't know how he did it. Let's go to Jerry. He's calling in from Brooklyn. All right, let's do it. Hi, it's Jerry calling from Brooklyn, New York. And my question and comment has to do with Sunday, December uh, what is today, the 11th? Yes. And the loss against the Bills. I tell you, I I am heartened to know that we're looking good for next year, but I am already looking forward to next year. Why? I don't think that we can overcome the obstacles that we face. And... The people that have been saying that Detroit looks like a winnable game and watching Detroit the last couple of games, they don't look like a cakewalk that people think they are. So just wondering, you know, how you feel about that. Thanks a lot for doing what you do and go Jets. They've looked... Good. They started, what, 1-6, and six, and since then have obviously improved. They are now 6-7. and seven. So they uh, have they are 5-1 and one over their last six games. 
one of those wins a 15-point performance against Green Bay. Their two, only two road games this year were against the Bears and the Giants. Now, do the Giants play at MetLife Stadium, the same stadium the Jets in? Yes. November 20th weather going to be the same as November, December 18th weather a month later? No. It's going to be cold. It's going to be windy. And it's going to be an elite-level defense. Against an elite-level defense in the Dallas Cowboys, they had six points on the road. And an elite-level defense against the New England Patriots, they had zero points on the road. I'm not saying the Jets are going to keep them under 10 points, but I think they should be able to keep them under 20, and the Jets should be able to score more than 20 against a porous defense. Porous defense. They are... 31st in points against and 31st in yards against. Now they have a top five offense in points for and yards, but they cannot stop the run and they cannot stop the pass. They've allowed the 30th most passing yards or I guess uh, 30th fewest. So that would be what the third most third most passing yards. They're 30th in the league in passing yards against 25th in touchdowns against 17th in interceptions, uh, 26th in rushing yards against, 31st in rushing touchdowns against, 29th in rushing yards uh, yards per attempt. I think the Jets are going to be okay. I do. I, I understand it, but a dome, again, a dome team or a team from Florida coming to the Northeast in December, in the elements, in the cold, against a really good defense... I'm not there. I'm not folding up shop and looking towards next season with four games left uh, and and a realistic shot to end the 10-year playoff drought. No, no, sir. I am sorry. I cannot do that. Let's go to Arthur. He wants to talk about Michael Carter and uh, how it seems like he started to slip a little bit. Um, I, I think that is absolutely fair so far. Hey, Matt. It's Constance from Georgia. Um, Colin to talk about the running back room. Uh, I'm a little sick, so I hope I can get through this without sneezing. Um, I hope this isn't out of pocket, but I, I truly believe this, especially after watching him the past couple weeks. I think Michael Carter lost his job. Like, he's not good. Um, I don't think he's all that good. And obviously, if you disagree with me, I'm sure you'll say it. But, I mean, Brees Hall made running the ball look so easy. And then Donovan Knight comes in out of nowhere and all of a sudden starts running like hell and looks really good. And I don't know the number off the top of my head, but when I watch the game, it's like Michael Carter averages like 1.2 yards a, a, a run. Or every time he gets the ball in his hand, he doesn't do anything with it. I don't know, like... I don't think that the O-line just forgets how to block when he runs the ball. And this has nothing to do with the fumble, although that the fumble did kill us. It's I was thinking this all game. Like, Bam Knight would get the ball, and, well, he scores a touchdown. Or he gains seven, eight yards, or first down, or he, he runs through a guy. Like, I know he's bigger than Mike Carter, but... I, I don't know, man. I mean, we got two really good running backs in Bam Knight and Brees Hall. Unfortunately, Brees Hall went down, and I think we're feeling it a little bit now in this in the stretch. But 
yeah, that's um, that's my main point. I just, I mean, do you see, do you see what I see, or am I kind of being nitpicky, or or what? Because like I said, he's it, he's very disappointing every time he gets the ball. Because I've had a lot of like, I had a lot of hope for him his rookie year, and he looked really good. And then when Brees Hall went down, I picked him up in fantasy, and that's why. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's going to be, like, our main guy because, like, you know, we drafted him last year. And he's on the field a lot, but he doesn't do anything with it. And I'm just kind of confused why uh, James Robinson's been inactive. I don't know if he's a healthy scratch or not. I really haven't heard anything about him. I just saw him play that one game or, like, one or two games, and all of a sudden he just disappears. I don't, but it says the coach's decision when you look it up, so – I don't know. I don't understand what's going on in that running back room, but I just want to call about Michael Carter. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Bye. He hasn't been good this year. There's there's not defense. There's going to be no defense of Michael Carter right now. I do like him. I'm not giving up on him. I think you go into next year, Brees is going to be uh, probably on some sort of a pitch count coming off an injury. I think Bam Knight and Michael Carter should stick around. But uh, Carter, really the last three games that he's played, Hasn't been good. He averaged against New England 2.38 yards per carry. Uh, against Chicago, 3.5 yards per carry. And against Buffalo, 1 yard per carry. Unfortunately, you mentioned James Robinson. He has not been very good since coming to the Jets. 29 attempts, 85 yards for a 2.93 yards per attempt. Maybe you got to go to Ty Johnson. I never thought I would say that, but... Maybe that has to be the move. Uh, Bam Knight and Ty Johnson when you need the, the change of pace. Because I, I know when Michael Carter fumbled, and I was upset that he fumbled, believe me, was how is he getting the ball when Bam Knight is running up and down the field? Well, r- running back's not like, that's not a position you could take 100% of the snaps on. You need to have a guy who could be spelled every once in a while. And Michael Carter should be better. Maybe it's the injury that's lagging right now. I don't know, but it it hasn't been good. I'm going to chalk Carter and Robinson up to injury because they are both better players than what they've been showing right now. But you have every right to be uh, upset so far with how he's how he's performed. Let's go to James from Jersey. Let's do it. Or it could be Jake from Jersey. Hey, what's up, Jake? Uh, it's Monday morning here. Jake from Jersey, by the way. Uh, that loss hurts, but it's just, there's so many things that could have went the other way. It's like, one, I can't believe how little of a game Joe Flacco played and how negative of, a, of an effect he had on the game. And also, it's like another design touch to Berrios in the red zone. I don't understand it. Like, especially on, like, I think that was a slant that he ran, and he was, like, right at, like, the half-yard line where he would have caught it, but it hit him in the face instead. Like, so that's a, like, a big-body guy. Like, Nims are even, like, not even a big-body guy. Like, more. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't get that play call in there. Uh, but one other thing, Mike White's an absolute dog. I mean, dude, it's just tough. Um, hopefully he starts against the Lions for the rest of the season. Um, also, I'm just curious what needs to happen now, uh, I guess, with the Patriots losing tonight or with the Patriots winning tonight, what would we have to do to get to the playoffs now? I think because we can probably leapfrog the Dolphins, right, if 
they lose next week and we Correct. win next week, right? I think so. But, uh, yeah, man, just uh, want to see your take on it. And, oh, one other thing, that Mike Carter fumble. Oh, my gosh, man. Couldn't have come at a worse time. I know. That was really a killer. But, uh, anyway, man, yeah, go Jets. Brutal. Thank you. I appreciate the call in. Uh, we went through a little bit earlier the different um, scenarios, but the Jets would, you're right, the Jets would leapfrog the Miami Dolphins if Buffalo beats them and the Jets win because they have the tiebreaker. They'll have the same record, but the Jets won the head to head matchup. So that is uh, your tiebreaker difference. Uh, you are also rooting like hell against the New England Patriots who are playing the Raiders. You're rooting like hell against the Chargers who play the Titans. Uh, and those are the teams you got to root against. So. I think you have a pretty good shot of the Dolphins and Chargers losing this week to the Dolphins to the Bills, Chargers to the Titans, Pats. Maybe they lose to the Raiders. Maybe the old OC gets them. I don't know. I think we're we're going out on a limb here. Uh, let's go to thank you, Jake, for calling in. Let's go to Will calling in from Dallas. He wants to talk about breaking his Jets jersey curse. Who do we go with? All right. Hey, Matt. Will calling from Dallas. Um, I got two things. Um, first, I wanted to, I don't know, maybe I didn't make it clear. I thought I was just trying to be funny last week, uh, but I saw some people actually get upset in the comments. Oh. I heard you laugh. I don't know if you were laughing, like, at me. Thinking, I don't know. I, no, I no. don't want Chris Strepler to start for the Jets. That was never a, a serious thing. I was, I was kind of trying to be successful. Um, the second thing is I'm sure you have 47,000 voicemails about uh, Mike White, Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, all the quarterbacks this week. So I wanted to hit you with something different. Cool. I have four Jets jerseys, Matt. I have Mark Sanchez, Sam Darnold, Jamal Adams, and Le'Veon Bell. So either I'm bad luck or I'm just dumb. <laughs> so i need to know from you christmas is coming up i'm asking for a jet jersey i'm finally i'm finally breaking down and saying it's not my fault so who should who should i be asking for like who is who is not gonna leave the team in the next two years because that's what's happened every time i've bought a jersey um i'm thinking quinnon i'm thinking sauce um maybe breeze uh garrett wilson just, I mean, if you had to give me the safest option, who who should I take? Um, let me know. This is this is really Jets jersey. All right, thanks, Matt. <laughs> Oof. Okay, I think the two that jumped out to me, Quinnen's a good one, but he is technically going to be due for a contract very soon. I think the Jets do get things done. But I would go with the guys who are going to be under contract for at least four more years, which is the rookies. So I think Garrett or Sauce are your options. And go with one you like more. I mean, obviously you like both because you're you're a Jets fan. But for me personally, I went Garrett Wilson with my jersey for this year because I was a big Garrett Wilson guy coming out. That's who I wanted the Jets to take with the 10th pick. That was my guy. I don't dislike Sauce Gardner. I mean, I'm sure you know how I feel about Sauce Gardner and how great he is. Uh, but just for me personally, I fall in love with guys like through the draft or just some guys on the team. I feel like those are my guys. And there's other guys who are good that you like, but Garrett Wilson's like, that's a, that's a my guy. That's someone that I'd want to rep his jersey. So that has to be taken into consideration too. 
I think I I would go Garrett, but my choice, I would narrow it down to two. would be Garrett or Sauce, I think, are your safest bet. Let's close out with Tanner from Long Island. Mike Lore, Mike LaFleur critiques, and is he costing the Jets wins? Hey, Matt. Tanner from Long Island. Uh, just, a, just a quick thing about LaFleur I wanted to talk about. I mean, I really think more of our losses recently are coming on him. I mean, there was just this one play I wanted to talk about. I think there was like five-ish minutes left in the second, in the first half. So uh, Jets, uh, uh, White kind of drops back, makes a quick, great throw to uh, Wilson on the sideline. Great. You know, we're in, we're in their half of the field. It's looking good. He's coming down crazy. Each team's punted three times, and he calls some crazy play. You know, it's like a trick. People are rolling around, moving, and then we take that huge. It wasn't even a sack. Uzama catches that weird deflection. You know, then we're at a field goal position. You know, sort of. He's just not playing to win. He's you're not coaching to win. He's coaching to make these crazy plays. Like we could have so easily done a couple runs and maybe kicked a long field goal with Greg. And the game's in a completely different spot. So, I don't know. He just tries to outsmart everyone. And it's starting to get on my nerves, but whatever. I don't know. Thanks, Matt. Have a good one. Yeah, I go get... Jets. Oops, there you go. I uh, I get the frustration, and, and I don't think he's, you know... I don't think he doesn't deserve criticism. I think he's been okay. I think it's been up and down. I don't think he's been abysmal. It's been a, a couple of tough losses. The one against uh, Minnesota, you can make the case that you shouldn't have went to Braxton Berrios in that spot. The ball was right there in his hands. That's one that he catches 99 times out of 100. This past week, did he think Joe Flacco and Michael Carter were going to fumble the football? And like this isn't a free pass on the floor. He does need to get better in certain situations, in the red zone, on third downs. That's all completely fair. Um. The injuries in the quarterback play also, like, that's also a part of things, too, with him. So, I don't know. I'm not pulling the plug on him at this point, but I understand the frustration. And right now, he's public enemy number one. He might have overtaken Zach Wilson, actually. It's, who knows, in another few weeks, maybe against three really crappy defenses in a row, if Mike White goes off, maybe he continues to get some love again. That's going to do it on this episode. Please make sure to subscribe wherever you get the show on YouTube or in audio form as well. We're on social media, just Jets Pod on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Matt O'Leary and Y on all social medias. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I am Matt O'Leary, and we'll talk to you next time.